Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Unscripted, where we talk about faith when Sunday is all the way over. I'm changing it officially. You are. Yeah. How are we doing, Amanda? What's up, Carver? How's like it going? You, you feel like you had to make up for, for Matt? Oh, no. If I had to make up for Matt, I'd be like, what's up? <laughs> That's... Uh, I was just about to reference Cherokee, but we haven't introduced you yet. In the house, we have Chloe and Cherokee Rohrbach. Hello. Welcome, welcome. So this is Amanda and Dee's, well, two of their daughters. Yes. Joining us in the studio because we are talking Mother's Day. Mother's Woo-hoo. Day. Hey, hey Nick. Yeah. I love these new mic stands. We need to post like a picture of we, these mic stands we online. Do. They're so bougie. We should take a picture of the mic stands we were using and yes. uh, like an AB just so people can realize. Amanda, you've been a little ridiculous with your complaining about the mic stands. I don't know that it's been that ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I talk and my microphone sinks. That's sinks, true. That's sinks true. Through the whole podcast. When we put the podcast equipment uh, together, we were definitely on a very, very tight budget. So we reused, I think it was all the, the equipment that we'd retired. Right, the And rejects. thrown in a closet, yes. But for a, a special Mother's Day present, I got all new microphone stands for Amanda. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, girls, you're going to have to top this. This is good. You're going to have to top good. Nick I'm going to do my very best. Okay. Buy her a microphone. <laughs> That's what she Mother's wants for Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Exactly. Wants a microphone. Uh-huh. Because of her podcast fame. Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. get to know you guys a little bit more. And for our listeners, some of them don't know you guys at all. But uh, can you guys just tell us a, a little bit about yourselves, maybe your age, what you're up to, that kind of stuff? Sure. I I guess I'll go first. Of course. (laughs) Cherokee's going to go first. Mike. (laughs) Okay. My name's Cherokee and I'm 26 years old and I currently work um, in Colorado Springs in the trauma ICU at Memorial Central. Trauma Um, ICU. Yeah. That sounds intense. It's very intense. (laughs) It's why I call my mom like every day. (laughs) Got to process it. Yeah. No, it's good. I I really, really like it and it's, yeah, it's way better. I started in like a just a regular medical floor, and I think for my personality, the trauma ICU is a much better fit. Gotcha, gotcha. What do you do in the trauma ICU? You just like uh, hang out in there. You a doctor? <laughs> you a nurse? Oh, I'm a nurse. You said that, didn't you? She did didn't actually. Oh, she I'm didn't. definitely not a she doctor. She just said I okay. work in the ICU. Oh, okay. Like scrubbing the floor. Yeah, it's your nurse. <laughs> no, I save I save lives. Okay? I would ask you like, what's the most intense thing you've seen this week? But I, I don't know if it'd be appropriate for for a podcast. Um, Is it? I mean, I guess I worked on uh, a donor case, which we actually do a lot of those in uh, down there at Memorial. But I think. I mean, you can keep it like pretty PG. I mean, uh-huh. if someone just got in an accident and you basically keep their body alive to give oh, wow. their organs to other people, which is kind of a cool experience because sure. you know that like they tell you like we're going to give this, this and this and we're going to be able to save X amount of lives. And so that's, that's cool. kind of cool to be a part of. Yeah. We were, our kids were playing basketball with a nurse that was a specialized like wound care nurse. Mm-hmm. And she only dealt with cases that were like. This mm-hmm. wound is out of control. Nasty. Mm-hmm. She told us a couple stories where I'm like, I need you to stop. Yeah, the wound care thing is not my jam. I can't I'm do like, it. No thanks. <laughs> All right, Chloe, tell us about yourself. Hello, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Chloe. Hey Chloe. And I am 23. I'm going to be 24 when? in 
May 19th. Wow. I can't, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's getting close. Yeah. And I am a nanny. Okay. Currently. So I watch a two-year-old and a one-year-old. How's that so going? So they're, they're really cute. Okay. But, you know, I, I feel like a mom sometimes mm-hmm. because, you know, like I'm with them a lot. Um, their dad actually is a One trauma of my trauma surgeon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird how that worked out. Like I didn't know them before. And then it turns out like he works with chair. So that was kind of cool. But they're just really busy. So some days I watch the girls like 10 to 12 hours a day, like wake them up, put them to bed, like do the whole day with them. So. So should we say happy Mother's Day to you? Pretty much. I mean, basically. <laughs> the I'm guy's like really nice to me now because Chloe takes care of his kids all the time. Yeah, I'm nice. like, so my mom, like, oh, like, what do I do about this? Like, <laughs> I just feel like I have to, like, be a mom. So I'm just like, oh, this is. That makes sense. This is just so hard some days. <laughs> but I feel they're like really cute. You've got great resources because you can call your mom for mom stuff. Yeah. And then you can call Cherokee for, like, um, this child's arm just got ripped off. I know. What do that's, I do? That's why I'm like, they're always safe because like, I don't, if something ever to happen, like we've I got could surgical just, yeah. care, we've got a lot of people around their mom's a nurse also. <laughs> so I'm You're like, good. you know, I think we're covered. <laughs> it, but, it pays our, our neighbor, uh, a couple doors down when our kids were really, really young was a nurse and we called her all the time. Yeah. It's like, Hey, can you come stitch? Our <laughs> I think she never stitched. She glued a couple of, uh-huh. uh, of uh, cuts before. Yeah. Yeah. It's always Cherokee's answer. Yeah, well, my cool. sister so we... will send me like a rash, and I'm like, I don't do rashes. <laughs> <laughs> Put some cream on. Is it. that in all your your contract with all your nursing stuff? Like, this is what I don't do. I'm like, I don't, I don't do wounds. I don't do rashes. I'm sure there's a long list. Uh, I guess I just like the intense stuff. I don't know. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so we invited you guys because we're like, okay, Mother's Day is coming. And one of our regular guests on the show is uh, a mom of a lot of kids, a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, it would be awesome to get a couple of your girls here and for us to to chat through mom stuff, you just Mother's wanted, Day stuff. You just wanted to get dirt on me. I do. I do. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, we're going to get some we good stories. We have some stories. good stuff. <laughs> All right, hey, let's dive in. We'll start with some easy stuff, though, okay? Okay. okay. So what are some just like quintessential memories of your mom growing up that are like, this is this is what it's like having Amanda as my mom. These are some, these are the some memories. We were kind of talking about this on the way up, and I like, <laughs> Chloe <laughs> always says she was at gymnastics, so she doesn't remember anything, but <laughs> I felt like... I don't know. Like our mom was always super, super fun. Like she was always playing with us. And it's funny because every time she did, it seemed like she would get like super hurt. <laughs> she was like, we'd be ra- like we'd be racing wow. scooters down the street and she would just like eat it and like come back and just bleeding from like elbows, knees. And she's just like came back the next day and was still playing with us. And I, I mean, I loved that. And like she'd get in there with you. Oh yeah. yeah. She was like totally, totally bought into the mom thing. And I think that, like, on a more serious note, she was always, like, a very good balance of, like, truth and grace. Like, I mm. never, ever had a problem, like, telling my mom anything, which some things I'm sure she was, like, yeah, don't really need to know that. Cherokee, <laughs> stop telling me literally every <laughs> single thing that happens to you every second of your life. But um, I don't know. I really valued that, and I never, like, felt like I needed to hide anything from her. That's huge. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? I think just, yeah, like, teaching us just kind of the whole thing with like the scooter thing like she was always like in with us 
and just kind of like letting us be us like we I, I think of the Healy story like we wanted these Healy's like so bad I and think our, we've talked about yeah, that I want to hear it from their perspective and, and our grandma like bought us these Healy's but she's like hey like if you guys want these like you know if she you, said you if, can't if, cry she said yeah if you fall like no crying or we get them taken away so like the first day we have them we always love to like go from our mailbox home it wasn't that far but like we like to like run home or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah we were on our heelys and I, I fell and i fell halfway down this like you know those like water cell things mm-hmm. storm drain yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i fell i fell like halfway down chairs like pulling me out i had this so your huge, legs are like yeah. sticking out of the well, storm drain like I went down my legs, <laughs> so I like Uh-oh. caught her yeah. as she went and down Tara, the storm. Like, wow. is pulling me out. I have this huge scrape on my elbow. Like I'm bleeding, and chairs. She's like, crying, of course. No, I I think I might have had like a little tears, but chairs like Chloe, like no crying. <laughs> or she's like, you better like shape up before we get home. I'm like I am not losing these heels. Chairs like Chloe, <laughs> get it together. And I'm just like. <laughs> so did like you she know? always taught us to be super like, yeah, like tough. really like, tough okay. there but was like really also no. like also she had grace for us obviously like mm-hmm. she was very loving Let's but also the like but the healies totally went away that's if chloe was crying like that's like, gone that away. was like a good balance like chair was saying like okay like we're tough but i also love you and like support you through everything so yeah, yeah. amanda what are so i feel like every family kind of has these you, you learn along the way or whatever, like these rules are like, this is, this is like the code of the house. What were some of those like non-negotiable, like this is what it means to live in the robot house? Mm. I was, yeah. I mean, definitely. I'll say my piece of and what then they I need were to hear, yeah. and then they can, they can say their piece, but um, definitely lying was like, we don't lie mm. in this house. Um, we don't cheat. Um, probably the like being tough thing Mm -hmm. definitely wanted them to not like have a pity party. Um, and then just having each other's back. Um, I think I would tell all of them, you know, no matter step kids, them, we had a little girl who lived with us, Bree. It was like, Hey, the world is evil enough outside of these doors. So in the house, you can fight, you can be mean to each other. You can get Mm -hmm. all your words out, but when you walk out this door, you better have each other's back. Mm. Um, because it's rough out there yeah. and they need to know that you have their backs. So those were kind of the rules that I would say, but so I don't how, know. But how did you do that? And girls, I'd love to know your, your thoughts too. How would you do that as far as like have each other's back? Like it, as an example, would you, it was it like when you heard a story of they didn't have each other's back that you would like jump in and be like, no, 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 no. Oh yeah. Okay. There's I remember a, a time. story. <laughs> well, okay. Can I tell the story? Sure. Well, I don't want to put. Under the bus. fine, <laughs> but this was in middle school, and you know, like you're trying to be like cool in middle school, sure. like you know, there's other girls like kind of poking fun or whatever. And you know, I've always been in gymnastics, like I've got, I'm, I don't have like much to me, so I've got kind of these big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I think other girls might have been saying like, oh, like thunder thighs, and oh. Brie was kind of chiming in like. Oh, like thunder thighs. And I was like really hurt by it. But like, you know, she was just kind of trying to like chime in and like, Mm. you know, be cool or whatever. But and she hadn't lived with us that long at that point. And I think she just didn't really like have that like foundation. Yeah. 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 So then like my mom was was like, hey, (laughs) 
Because I think I probably came home and was like, you know, my feelings were hurt yeah. or whatever. And my mom was just like, no, like, we don't do that. Like, we don't, like, talk bad about our family, like, in front of other people or, like, at all, really. So that was my story. So you dropped that. the hammer? I did drop the hammer. I just was like, uh, it. you know, this is what it's like to be part of a family. And this yeah. is what it's like to be part of our family. And so, like I said, we have plenty of disagreements inside the walls of our house. Mm. Um, And it's not about not being vulnerable or not being true to who we were. Um, It's not that. It's not about hiding who we were. It was just like, hey, you stand up for your sibling. You stand up for your parents. Like, you have each other's back outside of this house. So, So what's your perspective as far as like those rules or non-negotiables. <laughs> Thou shall not leave a single wrinkle in your bedspread. Oh, really? You shall make your bed every morning. The house oh. must look like it's ready for we're real like, estate pictures. We're no. like cleaning Saturdays again. So the house was just spotless? Basically. Yeah. I wow. would be like, I would have friends over and we would make something and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's such a mess. <laughs> and there'd be like a crumb of like salt, <laughs> a, like a grain of salt. And she was like, it's not dirty. And I'm like, yes, it is. We got to clean it before I'm mama like, gets home. My, my mom is going to notice. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and my best friend are like have flour on the ceiling because we were constantly baking things. Were one of you guys more just like naturally clean than the other? Chloe. Yes. Chloe's the clean. Okay. I'm yeah. still to this day. So I did not. Messy I'm messy. I'm gotcha. clean, but I'm like, like I like things clean. She but has like, ten um, shaker protein bottles in the foot of her car, so. <laughs> and I had to step all over them to get. And we in got the in the car. jeep today. I, I was love like, it. watch the pre-workout blender bottles that I've been collecting for. You're a like, week. someone needs to clean those. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what the funny thing is? Stories. She starts getting defensive, like when she gives me a ride in her car now as an yeah. adult. She starts making, like, she mom, still looks you get my it. car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, you do you. Whatever. Okay, like, that's not true. She'll car. still look like, in the trunk and be like. so clean. She's like, I'm not going to have one piece of trash in here. <laughs> so do like, you guys agree okay. with the, the lying? And I do yes, remember the one time that I lied and the wrath of I don't even mm. know what came upon me. And I, to this day, like, I, I just don't lie. I just can't because I'm. I just remember the one time I did, and it was not a good experience for me. Imprinted on you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. definitely wasn't worth it. I guess I guess that's the better way to put it. It wasn't worth it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a story about the cheating thing. I don't know that I actually did, because <laughs> I kind of can't remember, because it was just, well, in gymnastics, like, the first little bit of, like, when you're trying to go to team and stuff, like, you have to do, you basically do conditioning all day, like, chin-ups, you know, rope climbs, you're just getting strength. Yeah. But so we're doing chin ups and like you and your partner had to count. And the one day, like me and my partner didn't have the same number. So it was like, okay, one of you is cheating. Like I was accused of cheating. I might've, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I really don't remember, mm-hmm. but it was just the fact of like my coach, like told my mom oh so got back to yeah like our coaches were very like yeah big deal our coaches were very like strict on that like we don't cheat like we don't like go short of like our numbers like you say what you did and yeah so (laughs) that was that was not good my coach told my mom and (laughs) yeah I've never been like ripped out of a place so fast (laughs) (laughs) and she was in the in the parking lot in the car like I've She's like, you're writing a note, like, 
to your coach. So I yeah. had to like go home and like write a sorry note and like bring it to her the next day. And yeah, after that, I don't think I ever miscounted. First of all, if I did cheat, <laughs> never cheated again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm and- pretty sure her version, um, unscripted. Yeah. Well, okay, this can't mom- go on the podcast, but. Mom drugged my butt out of that place, spanked me in the parking lot. Like, I'm pretty sure she like dragged me by my hair, like spanked me, and then like ripped me in the car, and then was like, "We're going home. You're riding a you note." Know? Like I was probably in my room for the rest of the night. Like, and, it was uh, and, bad. and I don't know, maybe you did, but like you didn't didn't necessarily set this up. To, but both your girls basically just said it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? Like that behavior that you were saying, this is non negotiable. You very, very quickly made it like it's not worth it to even go, you know, mm-hmm. go down that path. Yeah. I mean, that's that was those values of this is a big deal. We don't lie. We don't yeah. cheat. Um, yeah. And it, it, I mean, yes, their stories are extreme of mm-hmm. their punishment. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But it was like, this is not worth it. Yeah. This is a value that I don't want you to repeat in your life because there's extreme consequences for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Girls. Uh, what's one of the, I'm sure there's a bunch of hard things that your mom has made you do, but what are some of the hardest things that your mom made you do? I remember one story specifically. So obviously like my entire childhood clear through high school and some of college, I played basketball. Um, and I was on a competitive team, traveled during the summer, all that. And I basically had grown up since like the fifth grade playing with the same group of girls. And one summer we had tryouts before like traveling season and um you know you do the tryouts new people come you know you're like oh like it'll be fine I've been playing with these girls for forever you know and uh we get a call later that night and it's there's two coaches and the top coach didn't call us and I remember my you know my mom was like oh um it's Kent like he wants to talk to you and I was like absolutely not I was like I know what he was the coach of the lower team yeah and I absolutely loved him. I had played for him since the fifth grade, but yeah. I knew he was the, the coach of the second team. <clears throat> and I was like, nope, not talking to Kent. And so my mom, that was the one time she was like, okay, like Cherokee doesn't really want to talk, but here she is. Wait, and he's on the phone and she's like, I'm not, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I know what this means. I'm not talking to him. You can tell Kent I don't want to talk to him. And uh, so finally he gives me the news that I had made the second team down. And of course I am just beside myself. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like, how could this happen? I have to like not play with my friends. I have to tell them that I'm like, that it basically suck and that everything's wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't. Cause it's like, this is like still like an elite team. When I look back yeah. at it now, I'm just like Turkey, like what the heck? And uh, my mom was like, I was like, mom, you got to talk to Jeff. Like you have to tell him that, um, you know, that, ask him why and what I need to do and I was always like that was one thing that she instilled with us like I one of my main concerns was like what do I need to do better like Mm -hmm. how can I get better can you ask Jeff and my mom was like no and it was like one of the things about like growing up she never talked to coaches like she Mm -hmm. always made it a point where it was like if you have a problem you got to figure it out so she's like nope I'm not doing it and I was like I just remember being a mess like it was my best effort at getting my mom to try to talk to someone like Mm -hmm. honestly she was like, no. She's like, you have his number, text him and ask him to meet you somewhere. And I was like, obviously freaking out because I'm like 16, you know, like, oh my word, I got to go meet this coach. And um, so I texted him and I met him at Starbucks and sat down and was like, what do I need to do to get better? Like, what do I need to do to make this top team? And like, that still sticks in my mind because obviously now, like, 
I talk to like a lot of like really successful, like intimidating people. And I still look back on that day and be like, Oh, I'm really glad my mom made me do that. And honestly, by the end of the season, I was moved up to that top team and had like worked my way up there. And I don't think I probably would have done that if she didn't like make me work for it by myself. And I'm sure it was so impressive to that coach that this 16 year old was saying, Hey, I need to meet with you. He was probably like, uh, as opposed to a parent that's like, why is my daughter not on the best? You know, that kind of a thing. I'm sure that that communicated something different to that coach. And even in college, like I went and played college basketball and my coach one time brought me into his office and, you know, by then girls are like fairly old, you know, should be like communicating by themselves. And he's like, your parents are the only parents on this team that haven't called me and complained about something. Wow. So, yeah, that's awesome. I own, I own battles. I mean, obviously they're there if like you really need help, but if it's something that you can take care of or, you know, speak to someone about yourself, then that was always, always a point. Well, I'm curious from like, wh- why did you do that, Amanda? I don't know if I really know yeah. um, why I did it. I mean, we did have a lot of kids. Um, I mean, I am. A so you're strict. like, hey, we just have like, too much going on. Out your own <laughs> stuff. No, it really wasn't about figure it out on your own and the fact of too many kids. It just, um, I really did want to instill in my kids to communicate well, mm-hmm. um, to advocate for themselves, um, to know that they could do that. Um, probably partially. I had this girl in high school that I was really good friends with, and her mom would always come and speak for her um, when she wanted something to happen team sports, whatever it was, it was like her mom was always interfering and it just irritated me to Mm. death when I was in high school. And I think I just didn't want to develop that skill in them that you need somebody else to speak for you. I wanted them to be confident girls that, Hey, you can speak for yourself. You do have a voice and you can, you can advocate. I mean, there were times with Chloe's gymnastics coaches, um, like Cherokee said, I mean, I think there was a time where it's like, hey, you you do this on your own. You do this on your own. When push came to shove and things got really hard. I mean, I can also be a mama bear. I was going to say, she <laughs> she was mama bear at the end there because, <laughs> you know, there comes a point where it's like she wants to defend us because, like, we're her kids. Um, yeah. So it did come to that point at some sometimes. I mean, she wasn't like, I mean, there were some moms that were so involved, but she tried to stay out of it until, you know, it got... Got a little, but I think that's the point of yeah. it. Like that, that is my job. Like I want you to handle it. I want you to, to be able to do that. But if there comes a point where I need to intervene, but I think that's also when they knew that it was serious instead of it being all the time. And then when the people on the other end knew like, this um, is serious. This is Amanda. serious. Amanda. So what's the yeah. tipping point? When, <laughs> when would you know to, to jump in in, in general? Um, I think for that situation, specific situation, it just was when it crosses the line of like, um, probably an, a, another adult in their life, whether it be a coach or whatever, crossing the line of either respecting them, listening them, causing just unintended pain to cause pain. Yeah. Um, that's kind of when it's like, Hey, I'm going to jump in. Cause actually you've crossed the line as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. you aren't being respectful of, of my kid who's a teenager or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a funny story of one of Chloe's coaches, gymnastics coaches, because gymnastics is a whole nother world, which you're going to probably hear that a lot through this podcast, us talk about gymnastics, because it was kind of Chloe's life. life. <laughs> but um, I called the coach one time, and like we said, this was rare, but I called, gave my opinion, 
that coach was trying to text the other coach, like, hey, you just got off the phone with Amanda. Well, she accidentally texted me. Love it. <laughs> and she said, she said, Amanda's pit. <laughs> and sent it to my mom. And so mom's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> She's like, you're right. I am. And uh, my coach, I can't imagine what was going through her mind. Like, oh my gosh, I just sent it to her. Hey, it could have been worse though, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too bad, honestly. Yeah. Oh, but I love it. They it knew that worse. she was she was mad and like That's they the thing. needed like, to like tone it down yeah they knew when i meant business yeah. if i got involved it was like hey you've crossed the line okay chloe <laughs> what about you what what's what's one of the hardest things that your mom made you do i mean i kind of thought of something this isn't anything she like made me do but like just when i moved to colorado springs it's kind of just the whole thing of like you know i was out i moved just kind of like out of the blue I thought it was going to be this, like, grand idea at first. I mean, like, now, obviously, everything's fine, but, uh -huh. like... So, how old were you when you moved down there? This was, like, my after my sophomore year of college. Okay. So, I moved to Colorado Springs, and, yeah, I mean, my mom just, like... She's just always... Like, my parents are always just supportive of, mm. like, okay, if you want to go there, like, you know, apply for school and find a job, and, you know, if you want to go there... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go there then go there but like I don't know I think that it turned out being like really hard and I think multiple times I like call my mom like I'm dropping out of school like I'm I'm moving I don't want to live here and I, I don't it's not like she made me stay but I think you know she was encouraging of like no like you're gonna finish school like you're fine like you're doing great um just kind of like made me stick with it. I think that was like a really like kind of hard time in my life. I just had a lot going on. And yeah, like I said, there was just multiple times where I was just like, no, I'm done. Like yeah. quitting school. And like she just made me like keep going. And I think that's just, you know, brought me to where I am today. Like that was like a really hard point in my life. But looking back on it, like I learned a lot just of like, being completely independent of like I was out there by myself pretty much and just like having to learn everything by myself basically like okay like you you know in, I was in Greeley with my best friends my first couple years of college so it was like I did everything with them like I was super comfortable in my space and then I moved there and it was just like okay you got to figure out like you go to the grocery store by yourself <laughs> and you like I'm like at the grocery store like calling my mom like groceries are so expensive <laughs> i'm like I you're never, loving this right now i'm just like i didn't know and but yeah just having to like i don't know make appointments by myself like find places where i needed to go without my mom just like having her just like make me figure it out basically well, i think uh, sometimes parents will be like if their kid called and said i don't want to do this do this anymore i want to come home it's almost like yes come home you know what i mean like yeah um, and, and I can, you know, take care of you. And I imagine that's a difficult transition when your kids are moving out and they're going on their own, that, that desire to like, no, I want to protect them. I want to help them. Yeah. But if you came home, you might've been then stuck at home right now, as opposed to you are independent. You're still in the Springs, aren't you? Uh, well, I live with chair in <laughs> Castle Rock, but, but I, Castle I work, Rock, okay. I work in Colorado Springs. Yeah. So gotcha. yeah. But you may have been back home and that may, may have not have been the best thing for you. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know what the best thing is when your kids move out? It probably only took Chloe three months, freshman year of college, and we get this text, and it said, hey, mom and dad, turns out I didn't appreciate 
who you were. I think I had like a mental breakdown. <laughs> I just like cried because I'm just like, I just, I know I didn't appreciate you guys in high school. Like, Amazing. At all. like I was just like, oh, I love you guys so much. Like you really did so much for me. Like I just, in high school, I was just, I don't know. Just busy, and I didn't really oh, care. Sassy. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about that because I've heard some stories in in your high school. I mean, I know Cherokee. You were doing tons of sports and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like the schedule you had, Chloe, was just a little over the top. Yeah, I mean, I it was a give us give us a snapshot of what that was like. She didn't really. I'll I'll let her fill in the spaces here in a minute but she didn't actually go to regular like school in high school I mean she did go to public high school but it was very different so she pretty much did half days of school mm -hmm. um was at the gym by probably one in the afternoon and then spent six hours at least at the gym um, every day sometimes more yeah. every day that's mm -hmm. crazy Saturday for the weekends took mm -hmm. off and most of the time on Sundays sometimes but there was meets and stuff on Saturdays we traveled all over so hours and hours of gymnastics so pretty much her life we laugh about chloe because this is the thing i'll say is her mom chloe's actually super smart she has her bachelor's degree um we say a lot that she's real naive to the world because <laughs> since she was little she's been going to the gym for 68 hours a day so she pretty much got up did a few hours of school went to the gym came home ate did homework went to bed did it all again repeat so didn't mm -hmm. live a lot of normal life. So some of the normalcy out in the world, she'll um, <laughs> sometimes say, wait, what? To things. <laughs> and we're like, uh-huh. <laughs> I just feel like I was never in the loop of like family <laughs> stuff. Like chairs, like one day I get home and they're like, yeah, we got a puppy. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> or like they pick me up from gymnastics and they're like, yeah, the cat died. And I'm just like, what? Or Four like, months ago. They, they were like, we put the cat down. And I'm like, no one told me that like we're putting the cat down, but okay. So it's just like, I just was like never in the loop. I was just like, okay, I, thanks for telling me. Like, so yeah it was basically just gone a lot. the cycle of like if I mean I basically was with my coaches more than I was with my family mm -hmm. for a while I mean I, I started when I was like five years old and from then it was just like you know the hours increased of how you know the time that we were at the gym and yeah that's yeah, a lot so I gotta tell you I know this is about you guys but let me tell you a story of when I was growing up <laughs> we uh we lived in New Jersey. We moved. We lived in Tennessee. And we moved to New Jersey when I was ten. Uh -huh. So it's a big, just a big cultural difference. And my dad was working, and we would drive down to Tennessee. It was like a thirteen-hour drive. Anyway, there's this one situation where we are driving back to New New Jersey, and my dad was was like back in New Jersey already at work or something. And we had a dog that we left there with my dad, <laughs> and uh, I was like, her, the dog's name was Sugar. <laughs> had Sugar since I was you know born. And I'm probably like 11, 12. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see sugar. <laughs> and it's, we're like in Maryland by now. So it's dark and there's just silence. Then my mom said, yeah, about sugar. <laughs> uh, we, dad had to put sugar down while we were in Tennessee. <laughs> So I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, and oh, uh, so yeah. I can I can I relate to you. I loved this cat, Chloe. I think we probably have hey, a lot in common. Oh, do you want to hear a funny story about we the cat? We put the cat in the freezer because <laughs> listen, <laughs> Chloe couldn't get time off of gymnastics to actually go we and bury, to, like, bury the her. cat. 
No. So we put we never the got cat. To the cat wasn't in our freezer. The it cat was in, was in the vet's freezer, in our vet's freezer. So we put it in like the freezer. Like along with the popsicles and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> like These an are outdoor people. farm freezer. So this is this freezer is for dead animals? I mean, maybe Dedicated? not specifically, okay. probably. Okay. But we tried to freeze the cat so that Chloe could eventually get time yeah. to bury this cat from gymnastics. We never buried the cat. What yeah. Is it still in the we freezer? Don't, we don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't That know. is amazing. But, I mean, that's how her life was. We never buried the cat. I'm sorry, That's Chloe. another thing that you it guys made really me, sad. like, figure out on my own. Oh, yeah. Calling we, to get the cat. Listen, so we might have this very <laughs> hilarious story next. Okay. okay. So, we, I was pretty young. I mean, it young. was a newspaper ad. It was, yeah. So, my dad... My parents were like, okay, if you want this cat, yeah, we want a pet, you know, and they're like, if you want this cat, you got to figure it out on your own. So I remember sitting down at the kitchen table. I'm looking through the newspaper, which like is hilarious in and of itself. (laughs) I mean, this has got to be seven, eight, nine. Looking through the newspaper. Probably like nine. (laughs) I find this ad for a cat and my dad's like, okay, like you have to call for this cat. (laughs) And so I dial the number, you know, I'm waiting, someone answers, and I don't even say hello. Like, they're like, hello, and I'm like, still got that cat? <laughs> <laughs> they're this like, person um, on the other end's like, uh, hi, like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? We That's got the cat. cat that we got that That's ended up in amazing. the freezer that we never buried. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> Rohrbaugh like, stories. It seems like I had to ask for things on my own a lot more. And yeah, Chloe didn't. Sure. Well, Chloe's was like swinging around bars all well, day long. And Chair, Chair liked to like Chair liked to kind of because she wanted to be like in control. Kind of. Oh, I knew this was going to come out. So listen, also, Chair was like, "I'll just, I'll do it for you." Okay, or like she just Chloe's did the a, baby. Yeah. Okay, and Cherokee, I kind of ruined her. Also. Well, because Chair, Chair never let me do anything by myself, and now she wonders why I can't do anything because she did everything <laughs> for me. <laughs> Now that she lives with me, I'm like, why do you not know how to do that? And so I like, like, it's I like your fault. I like that Amanda. It's like, this is how I'm parenting. Yes. And Cherokee, it, it, like behind closed doors, like, no, no, no. This is how I'm parenting. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need two moms. I have one. Already. So we do have a funny story because when Cherokee was about 17, she was like, I can't believe you raised a kid who doesn't know how to do stuff by herself. I'm like, like I actually you raised didn't raise kid. that kid. You did. <laughs> Thank you. This is your fault. This okay. Your so fault. now we're saying happy Mother's Day to you this uh, weekend yes. as well. Chloe's the... Or- my product <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> okay okay um uh, girls i would love to know like what what are some of the things that and, and maybe it's part of the things we we talked about that your mom did with you that you're like i am definitely gonna do this with my future kids go ahead <laughs> I, I would just like along the lines of kind of what i was talking about earlier like she was like always doing stuff with us like mm. when we you know when we went places, like, she was going on all the rides, and she was, you know, we'd go to the rec, and we'd play, like, full-blown basketball. <laughs> like, mm. she would, like, you know, rough us up, and, like, she was always at, like, all of our games and everything like that, mm-hmm. just, like, always involved with everything, and, like... <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah. She, she didn't know a thing about gymnastics, which was kind of nice, but... She was at every meet, <laughs> and, you know... Did you hear that? Well, she couldn't yell it. at me, because she didn't really know, like you know what was Flip going more. on yeah Flip less. <laughs> so like but she was always there you know like nervous for me cheering me on so mm. that was nice just very active yes night like i 
like I talked about earlier, like I literally call my mom every single day on my way to work. And I like, I really, really hope that when I have kids someday that that's like the kind of relationship I have with them. And I'll just like, obviously talk to her about anything. Like she was joking about when I came in here, like I called her at like 7am on the way home from work. And I'm like, you know, I, it's nothing about work. And like, I could talk about work for a million years because of all that happens there. But I'm just like, I'm having an enneagram crisis, and she's just like, "What?" <laughs> okay, so, so both of you guys, it seems like you, you guys call mom like pretty freely every now. Day. Is, is that the way you guys have always been? Have both of you, as far as like you just talk to mom about everything? I yeah, especially like you even when I went to college, like it was, I talked to my mom all day long, every day. Like it was, it's just kind of always been that way for me. What about you, Chloe? I think. Probably not for me until, you know, that point in college where I was just like, oh, like, I'm so grateful for you guys. <laughs> like, So that was kind of a turning yeah, point. Because I think during high school, I don't know, I just went through a phase where like, it's not like I didn't care, but I was just kind of like, she didn't like us very much. No, okay. I did. It just, we had a hard time. <laughs> you loved them. You just didn't really yeah, like them. Yeah, it just was like, I just, I wasn't even being rebellious, but I was just kind of like, I don't. I don't care like what they say kind of. Uh-huh. But then yeah, it wasn't until like probably those points in college into like when I moved to of like I'm out here like alone. And yeah, I mean same for me now. Like we call her every single day. I call her and she's like, I'm in a meeting, like call you later. Is it something important? And I'm like, Nope, just wanted to say hi. <laughs> and I'm like, hi. Just curious like, what kind of milk I like. She's like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, just folding laundry. Like, uh-huh. just I just call her. I don't know because I'm bored. I just want to talk to her. I also want to take this moment to say that these two constantly are tracking me on GPS. Well, because this is when I know when I can call at her. This stage I'm like, of life, I look at her. It's practical. Yeah, I look at her location. I'm like, oh, she's still at work. She probably won't answer. Like, I look at her location when she doesn't answer, and she's at home. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Why yeah, can't I'm you, like, what can you, you possibly me? be doing that you won't answer my call? Like, seriously? <laughs> wow. Hey, knowing our work she schedule, she's something? probably like, I just need some quiet and no one asking me anything right now. Yes, sometimes. Okay, so I think that that's. I, I want to s- stop there for a second because. I think maybe some moms out there have kids that, you know, will just talk freely. And some, it's like, I can't get them to say anything. I can't get them to share anything. And uh, that leads me to to a thought, Amanda, like what, if there's some encouragement that you'd have for moms that maybe their kids are, are, are right in the middle of, I don't know, those, those late elementary in the middle school, maybe early high school, what encouragement do you have for them that they may be feeling like this is so stinking hard right now yeah it's funny actually um I think parenting is a process I look at I mean obviously they're you know 26 and almost 24 now but you're hearing stories and talking about when they were little and it's a process and I think when you're in the middle of it you feel like some of the bad times are never going to end and um I think you gotta you gotta ride the whole process out and you gotta trust that process um for sure and there's there's always different things I think the one thing I learned um is that these two are very different and so even though same household and I'm the same one parenting them so naturally you want to parent them you know the same 
very, very, very different. And what worked for Cherokee didn't work for Chloe, just even punishment wise, or even getting them to communicate. Um, they, they're very different in how they do that. So, I mean, to Cherokee, a punishment was being in her room. Um, I mean, was not, sorry. Yes. Was being in a room because she wanted to be with us all the time because she's super, super social. But to Chloe, that was not a punishment. Being she in her like, room was. your room. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I get to sit in my room with it no was a one reward. so we had to shift that um, so what did that look like for chloe she had to you be have out to and around stay us, with yeah. us. She li- that literally I was her it. punishment she, they're like you have to stay out here and be with us and Please, she just no i'm like on the couch like <laughs> she really wanted to just go to her room and with cherokee but okay talking, so that but that's difficult for you that's a sacrifice because she's probably not having the best attitude in those oh, moments no so mm-hmm. you are like punishing yourself as you're punishing her. Yes, which is a lot of parenting, yeah. right? Your parent, you are punishing yourself a lot of times <laughs> while you're punishing them. They think that you're just punishing them. You're like, this isn't fun for me either, just yeah. in case anybody asked. Um, just to talk the talking thing. Cherokee is a more free talker. She she will just talk. She'll talk to the point where you ask her to stop talking. Um, which we have done a few times in our family, but then it gets real quiet and we're like, could you just talk? Cause this All isn't right, fun either. Back. Let's just go back. <laughs> but Chloe, it would take like at night, dark lights out. I could lay beside her and I would just lay beside her and be quiet for sometimes what felt like forever. And then eventually she would just start talking and then she wouldn't stop and she would just open wow. up and be more free, which I think eventually led us to where we are now with her being able to communicate just more freely and with truth and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But uh, Chloe, I'd process. love to know what's going on in your mind in that moment. Like why, why sitting in the dark and waiting for, I don't know how long. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it just takes me, yeah, like it just takes me a while to kind of open up like, if I, if I feel pressure of someone being like, just like tell me or something like, I don't know. It makes me kind of want to like re- not rebel, but yeah. be like, no, like I don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. But like if someone's just like listening to me and like letting me come to them, I feel like that feels like probably in that moment too, like feels felt better for me. I feel like, like she said, I, I'm a lot better now just like coming to her about things, but. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like I was just coming out and saying it. Like, I needed some time to, like, just get myself to come to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say, too, just you're going to make 100 mistakes as a parent. Um, I made 100 mistakes, more than 100, thousands of mistakes as a parent. I was a really young parent, Mm -hmm. which there's some benefit to that, and there's some detriment to that, just of lack of wisdom and patience and um you know there's so many times I was like gosh are they gonna be successful um individuals Mm. when they grow up those are the things you worry about but even looking at them um they're independent they pay their own bills they have good jobs they know how to function in life um they're happy they have good relationships with each other good relationship with us and that wasn't because of perfect parenting it was because of a lot of imperfect parenting. Um, but to sit and listen to them too, I would say like, yeah, I tease them. You're going to be in counseling someday for something that I did for sure. Um, but they're looking at each other. (laughs) I know they're like, yep, we're going to talk about the things mom did, but to listen to them share memories, even as adult kids, it's like the things that stuck out to them and that mattered 
aren't the things that they can nitpick. And we have the funny stories that they nitpick about the things that they did, <laughs> but the things that impacted their lives and that they remember, it's like, yeah, do the, do those things. And they will remember those things. Mm. Um, even when you screw up over and over. Mm. Yeah. That is <laughs> encouraging because I think once you're a parent, it's true. I'm sure for every stage of life, but when you're a parent, you're realizing like how much you're messing up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you do something, you say something and walk away and go, oh, I wish I had done that differently. Oh. So you're mm-hmm. saying you made thousands and thousands of mistakes when from from the girls perspectives. Did you like were you like, yeah, you messed that one up, mom? Or was it just like <laughs> I was just going to say like I was just going to say I think that like as a adult kid, I don't know how yeah. else to put it anyways. Adult child. Um, adult <laughs> child. <laughs> um, like I I don't remember like those little things my mom would say, like, she messed up on, you know? And, like, I think that, like, the thing I would take from it is, like, the big thing she did teach us, like, how to do things on our own. Because, obviously, like, as adults, and, like, especially me, I have made my very fair share of very, like, large mistakes. And I think that the only way I got through them and to be who I am today is because of what, like, the things she taught me when I was younger. And I really don't think personally I have much of any like trauma or anything from my childhood and the things that my mom like says she messed up like I really don't remember much of that like like she said we joke about things but it's like I don't I don't really remember any of the things that maybe she you know sat up at night thinking about like I don't I don't really remember any of those no Mm. either I just think of like too like how kids are just like you've Especially with nannying some days, it's just like, oh, you feel like I'm, like, being super impatient towards them or whatever. And then, like, you know, the little one will come up to me and be like, I love you, Chloe. Like, she's like, I had good fun at this place. Like, (laughs) you know. Chloe's, like, impatient the whole time. Oh, okay. Like, you know, maybe she doesn't, like, (laughs) really realize. Not that, like, you're being horrible to them. But it's just, like, I think probably sometimes the things that you think you're, like, doing horrible on, like, we never even realized it was never like, oh my gosh, like she should have done this, this, and this differently. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel that way at all. I think that when like a good relationship is established established with your kids, like we were talking about, like that I could tell her anything, I feel like kids also learn like maybe an element of grace. Like, oh, mm, yeah, maybe like mom is having a bad day. And th- I mean, the thing about our mom, she would be like open about that. She'd be like, hey, you know, can we can we deal with this in like a little bit? Like I kind of had a bad day. I just Mm -hmm. need a minute. And I think that like the openness of that allowed it to be something that was also okay. Like, Hey, I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. So, man, I'm curious, like looking back, I'm sure, I'm sure there's things that you and D like early on were like, Hey, this is the way we're doing things. And this is really, really important. We're fighting for this. And, but as you got older and as your kids got older, I'm sure it's like, I wish I would have lightened up on that. Or like, what would you, what, what are, can you identify some things that you would do differently? Mm. Or did you just nail it? No. <laughs> she's like, you're she's so like, yeah, saying, got it. Oh gosh. If Matt Cody is when in the room, he'd say, you've been leading since you were four. Four. Yeah. It's my favorite joke. No, I did not just nail it. Um, I mean, we have an interesting family dynamic too, that we haven't really talked about, um, that plays into this a little bit, but, um, 
because Dee was married before. He had three kids from a previous marriage. So when I was 20 years old, um, I had three stepkids and very quickly at 21 had Cherokee. So by 21, I had four kiddos. Um, by 25, I had five kiddos. Um, so as far as like, Hey, sitting down and saying, this is what we want to do. No, we didn't live that perfect life (laughs) of really, um, doing that necessarily. But I think becoming a Christian shortly after, um, well, Cherokee was about six months old when we started coming to Rocky and then just, you know, having that relationship with Jesus, I probably, if I could do something different um, with my kids, I would probably not focus so much on behavior and on good behavior. I think um, I probably would have let them fail a little bit more, which is funny to listen mm. to them. <clears throat> you would think that I did do that. I think I probably could have done a little bit better job of that. Um, it was a lot of behavior based early on, which probably s- was stemming a lot from just, like I said, my newfound relationship with Jesus and what does it mean to walk with him and you know, what are the rules under that and based on rules instead of relationship and kind of just some of me navigating that as just a young Christian and then a young adult, basically. Um, Gosh, by, yeah, I was Cherokee's age and I had five kids. So that's a little bit, it is a little bit crazy. So I think I would have probably not focused so much on that. Um, They joke about the cleaning thing. Um, It's funny, Chloe walked into my office today when she got here and she was like, oh, you rearranged. Um, I rearranged a lot. I when do, hey, a when lot. do you rearrange? I, I rearrange when I get stressed. Yeah. <laughs> she used to do well, that we, and we'd come bedrooms. home and like our bed would be in a different spot. We'd be like, okay, I guess our bed's over here now. <laughs> she would just like rearrange our entire room. I just would rearrange the entire house. See, like, at least it's that and not like whenever mom was stressed, another pet was put in the freezer. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> There's another cat in the at freezer. Least the cat, at least the couch was just moved and was yeah. like, the cat, <laughs> we don't have a cat anymore. <laughs> When Cherokee was really little, she um, had her sippy cup, and I was like, put your sippy cup on the table. And she turned to me, and she goes, where is the table? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's just a little side note into my moving furniture. (laughs) She's like, you moved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So probably just not so focused on, like, cleanliness and everything has to be Mm. perfect. I definitely had some OCD issues um, when they were super little. That probably, yeah, was a little bit crazy. So you mentioned uh, your blended family. Mm-hmm. Well, what, how, how, that, how did that affect your parenting? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a very interesting um, thing. I mean, probably one of the things that, and they're laughing, so they obviously have a story, but <laughs> um, one of the things probably for me growing up, I didn't have a healthy um, relationship with my stepmom. So my parents have both been divorced. They're both on their third marriage. So a lot of step parents in the picture. So for me, really learning to love someone else's kids, even though, you know, um, Wyndon maybe chose that. Dee and I laugh, my husband, that it's funny. We love each other to death, best friends still. We've been married for 27 years. But you look back and it's like, yeah, there's a reason that, you know, God doesn't love divorce. And that's really hard. And a blended family is a really, really unique, hard thing, um, especially when it's like, you know, how you have kids of your own and you have stepkids. And then we had Bree who lived with us um, for a big chunk of time. But I really learned to love other people's kids well and um, to try to make it just, 
hey, no matter who lives in this house, this is how we live in this house, mm-hmm. and this is how we parent. And it's funny, my stepkids will say they had a mom, a dad, and a parent, and I was the parent. A mom, a dad, and a parent? Mm-hmm. And I played the parent role um, in their life. And um, so, yeah, it was definitely unique, but that's just the role that I took in their gotcha. life. So, I don't know. And it, I don't know. It's crazy to me, like, being the age she was when she was doing that. Like, I, I can't imagine taking that on, and I think... Now, like, it's funny because she'll be like, well, you know, this kid called and told me about this. Literally everyone, if they need something, need advice on anything, need Mm. to confess anything, they they call mom. Even though not, she's not everybody's actual mom, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So that's kind of crazy that that. She's like, why did they come to me? And I'm like, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you want to be like, they feel safe with you. They feel like they, you know can tell you stuff even if it's the bad stuff I mean I think that's I think that's good that you know even they like our other siblings like want to go to her and they're you know way older than us so I think that's cool Mm -hmm. I think our perspective most of our life was just like oh it's cool like we have these older siblings you know kind of like any other kid like our brother wasn't playing high school football when we were little girls and we'd go and like that was so cool cool. I never processed that it was like or like half siblings. I think I didn't really understand. <laughs> like I was just another like, thing. Chloe was left like out. At, on. Yeah. Like <laughs> wait a second. I'm like, wait, why did they get dropped off at this other place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, but I think boy. like I don't think I just don't ever remember them ex- like sitting me down and like explaining like okay, these are your, like, I, I honestly don't think I realized. It was just, it was just normal It was you? just like, yeah, like, they were around, and, like, sometimes they weren't, and, like. They just lived somewhere else half the time. <laughs> and, like, we just dropped them off sometimes. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think I ever really, like, process it, or, like, mm-hmm. no one really, like, explained that to me, but. Which I guess yeah. is good. Yeah. And, uh, healthy. It wa- yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, it was, it was normal. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that was hard for me is, like, I was in sixth grade and um, Dallas, my sister, who's just right above me, three years older than me, um, came to live with us. And so I went from being, you know, because I'm kind of in a weird spot as the first kid of like my parents, you know, so I was like kind of the oldest, kind of the middle. order changes. Yeah, kind of the oldest, kind of the middle, kind of, I don't know, one of the youngest. I don't know. It was just kind of a weird dynamic. And then when Dallas um, came and lived with us, I was like the middle. And Chloe was in heaven. Chloe and Dallas got along uh, perfectly. You became the and middle I child became, instead of the oldest. And I became kind of the let's pick on Cherokee. And I, Uh-oh. And then I also became like Dallas was very, very good at basketball, very, very good at school. And those were my two things. And so now, like, you know, she was at a different school, but now it's like front and center like yeah. Dallas is Dallas is you know doing basketball and she's doing all these things and it was like okay now me being a very very competitive person was like oh my word like <laughs> this person's coming into like my house and I'm like the oldest in this house you know so I think that was the only part of it that was like really hard for me which is funny now because Dallas and I get along like great there's really no siblings that have it's any issues at this point like we're all it's a unique opportunity to um, parent them all in a different birth order. Yeah, I'm curious. So, like, how did you? Hand, how long was Dallas living with you guys? She came to live for with us in eighth grade, so she was all through like high school in right? the house for oh, like wow. five years. Mm-hmm. So, how did that shift for for you? 
parenting wise? Well, yeah. I mean, or did it? Yes, for sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah, you shift birth order, you shift all of that. Um, so, and all of a sudden you're parenting a kiddo who's about to be in high school, who's Mm -hmm. never lived with us, doesn't know the rules and how our household functions on a, like a daily basis. They did from when they came to visit, but so all of a sudden you're parenting someone who's already been, you know, parented for a a chunk of time in a whole new way. And so there's a battle in that for sure. Um, it's funny. We were having a just family night the other night and everybody was over in Dallas (laughs) said, because she went to counseling and I remember taking her to counseling and she would sit in the counseling chair and fold her arms and not talk. I think she did that for five sessions. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to lose my mind, (laughs) but I was like, Nope, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to persevere. And so she, the other night said for the first time, like, Hey, thanks for making me go and talk to that counselor. Um, even though I sat there with my arms crossed for five times, um, That's why I would say the advice is just trust the process and know it's a process. I mean, you might not hear for 10 years, hey, thank you, or I didn't appreciate who you were and what you did, Um, but you got to stick to the process. Mm -hmm. It'll happen at some point. So girls, I'm curious, what what are some of the things that just make you really proud of your mom? I think, I mean, I just, part of that, of just like, like we said, her being a mom to five kids at Cher's age, like being a nanny to two kids. I'm like, five? Like, that's so much. <laughs> like, she's just, I can't imagine taking that on. And I think she did great. So I'm really proud of her and where she came from. <laughs> just, you know, coming from a small town and just like the life that like she's built for us now, I think special. I don't know. I just think she's, I just think she's a boss and I just want to be like exactly like her. Like every, you know, there's everyone I talk to about my mom that knows her just is like, your mom is the greatest. And I'm like, I know she is. Like I Mm. literally, I got so lucky and like I, no one really ever has anything bad to say. And I think that's a really good quality in a person if they're your mom or not, you know, someone to have in your life. And I don't know, like I'm, I don't know. I just like seeing her in this role now. Like, obviously, our entire lives, like, we've watched her just, you know, put her head down and just work in whatever role was handed to her. And now I think she's, like, has a really special opportunity to be in the role that she is now and, like, help so many people. You know, we call her all the time and ask for advice. And we're not the only ones, you know. Mm -hmm. People trust what she has to say. And, like, and she'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this today. Like, I'm just going to like start going to Orange Theory five days a week. And I'm like, oh my word, like I'm pretty sore. And I've only been like three times, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. She just, she's just going to get it done. I think if I like value anything from growing up is that I'm like even a little bit like her or have like, you know, a little bit of the perseverance that she did. Cause obviously she's been through a lot too. And we haven't really like touched on the cancer thing, but I think that like watching her go through that so young, like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, like we say, we, you know, we didn't see some of the like behind the scenes stuff. You know, she talks about sleeping for like an entire day after chemo. And I'm like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember that. I was Mm. thinking about that, too. Like, I don't ever remember her being like, you know, I always saw a smile on her face, like bald head and everything. Like, you know, like she just was never like sulking about it. 
I mean, I was very young, but I mean, I just don't remember that ever being like a like. But you still remember. I still remember some parts, like I mean, going to her doctor's appointments, and I know I, I you know, as it went on, like I remember her, like you went to radiation on? with me every yeah. day, so that's probably the biggest memory for for Chloe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't remember her like being like sad mm. or anything. Yeah, I think I I was more sad and defensive about the whole thing than she probably was. Like, be, kids at school would be like, your mom's bald, and I'm just like, what, fight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, like, we got each other's backs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, for sure. Um, so when you, uh, surviving cancer, did it change the way you parented? Mm. I would say yes. Um, I think they could probably tell you how. I'll tell. I'll tell you, um, which is kind of unfair because I would love to hear what they say. But definitely went probably from that OCD like detail needing a plan control, and I st- I still struggle with control and plan and all of that. But no, definitely. <laughs> I think the one thing that I taught them after my cancer um, was you know, we don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know what we have and really to live in the moment um, and to just, yeah, enjoy the day and take it as it comes. And so very much as a family, we can pivot on a dime um, and we do that really well just with what God puts in front of us. And if it's something else, then we're like, all right, that's what it is. Um, Let's go. So yeah, I think maybe a little too much when Cherokee was in high school, she'd go snowboarding and I was like, be careful. And she's like, mom, if you can't break your arm, why go? Um, so (laughs) I think a little bit of that, like, Hey, you only live once, um, make the best of it. Like, yeah, you don't know, you don't know when your last day is. So, yeah, I think sometimes people think like, and I, I'm not, I don't live my life. Like I'm going to, I'm going to die at any point. Like I got to do this, but like, it's always in the back of my mind. Like anything could happen, you know, like Mm -hmm. even like Clint, my fiance, I'll be like, what if, what if I, uh, die on the way to work and we didn't do this and he's just like Cherokee Mm. (laughs) you can't just you know like live your life like you're just gonna like die every second and it's not like a morbid thing it's just like I don't know I feel like I live my life and try to love hard all the time because I have seen like how like fragile life can be from my mom's perspective and now obviously in the job I work I see it every day so I think my mom kind of reminds me of like you're still alive, like you're still breathing. Because a lot of times, I, I just had some instances. She's a little bit of a sick. She's panicky. Nick well, I, okay. you know, I call my mom. Like my car breaks down on the side of the road. I call my mom and I'm like crying. She's like, Chloe, stop crying. First of all, she's like, you're living, like you're breathing. You have another day, like you're fine. And I'm over here like panicking. But she always just like, I kind of hate it in the moment because I want her to like feel bad for me yeah and be like okay it's okay honey but she's like chloe you're fine stop crying and you're alive and everything's fine like i'm like i'm on the side of the road like, not everything is like, fine I'm like no except that time it was perfectly down. fine because i was driving home from work and picked you up yeah but she just reminds me of that like yeah like you're fine you're living you're breathing and your car broke down but like you're fine <laughs> All right, so I know you guys have to go soon. You've got, like, work and real lives to get back to, but I do have a couple more questions. I don't have and, work today. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. I just well have then. to take my dogs to the vet. <laughs> I just have a dinner at 6 o'clock. Hey, oh. be careful taking the dogs to the vet. 
Because I've heard bad things happen. Well, we just have to put the dog, dog in the freezer. Down and oh. put them in the freezer. Oh, we would probably love to put my dogs in the freezer. <laughs> Amanda, wow. Wow. what is it? What is it like to have adult children? I mean, I think you're partially experiencing what it's like to have adult <laughs> children through this podcast. But um, actually, they're being very serious and so so sweet today. But um, I think there's so much beauty in having adult kids and just, like I said, seeing the process end, not that it's over, you never quit being a parent, but just watching them be successful and be who they are and watch how that's developed. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's fun at this point to see, hey, these are individuals who are doing really well and know how to function in life. But there's some hard things too. It's hard to watch um, your kids in pain, like yeah. making decisions. Sometimes they make decisions that it's just the hardest thing to watch as a parent because it's really big life decisions that you can't influence or change. And you want to maybe tell them, Hey, this probably isn't going to be the best decision, but you got to watch, just let them walk through that. Um, it's a painful process sometimes to the balance of, Hey, when do I give advice and when do I just listen? Um, I kind of navigate that daily with them of what is this? Is this a listening or a <laughs> she asks that sometimes like I'll call her and she'll be like, do I need to listen or do you need advice? Okay. That's a good tip. <laughs> I've what learned. Do you, do you, do you, is it always the same? Like just listen, no advice. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like when I'm talking about work, I'm like, I just have to tell somebody yeah. right now yeah. or I'm going to explode. And those are the listening talks. But obviously I still, I still call about advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I try to put on different hats with them, obviously. I mean, I wear my pastor hat with them sometimes, and I'll tell them, hey, I'm taking off my mom hat right now, and I'm going to put on a different hat. Um, I've always told them, hey, I'm going to tell you the truth always because somebody will tell it to you, and they don't love you like I do. And mm -hmm. so um, I'd rather that come from me. Um, so I think that's what it's like having adult kids, navigating relationship, but it's a ton of fun also. Um, we love hanging out with our adult kids. We love to play games. You heard Cherokee say she's competitive. I'm sure <laughs> there's a competitive Rorba. There's a lot of competitive Rorbas. I'm sure. All of us. It's game yeah. on at our house when we have a family day, but um, love just hanging out with them. I think it's a blessing to be able to say, hey, I love hanging out with my adult kids and that we can all hang out and get along and have a really good time. And you guys want to hang out. Oh, right. yeah. Fam like family days when everyone's over is always a very fun time. <clears throat> There's always like a very intricate cornhole bracket. Oh, really? <laughs> we have ping pong Double elimination tournaments. Card games. Is there someone who wins most of the time? Is like, is there someone that's just better at all these things? Mom and dad always win in cornhole. I don't know what it is. They beat everyone. It's very frustrating sometimes. <laughs> well, mom's kind of <laughs> dominant at everything because she wins the freaking card games. And well, we oh, used sorry. to play. Should I say freaking? <laughs> We used to play. Well, uh, I don't. I don't have Beep. a beeper on my phone. <laughs> I think if I bleeped it, it would sound worse. Yeah, she <laughs> wins. Yeah, she wins all the card play, games. Well, nerds. When we oh used to play nerds, it's like a really, really fast game, and like people would come out of there like bruised. The cards would be bent in half, torn in <laughs> half, mom's like slapping the bleeding. cards down. Uh huh. Guys, I'm competitive. I am yeah, you competitive, are. even yeah. with my kids. Yeah. Didn't someone come to your house for dinner and you guys were going to play a game? Like, hey, just say no, I will win. Like you. you I don't think I said I will win. It, I just always set the stage. It sounds of like, like you. Hey, I'm really competitive. Yeah. I want. I don't want to scare you later. 
when I lose my mind. When they were growing up, my favorite things to do was invite their boyfriends over and then be like, you guys want to play ping pong? Just really casually, like, oh, your mom wants to play ping pong. And then we would just smoke them because it's a really good tale of like, hey, can they take this? Like if if your mom beats uh-huh. them, are they going to like run out of here crying or can they take it like a man? Uh-huh. <laughs> like are they, worth, that filter are they worth dating? Out? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we filtered out all the bad <laughs> Um Speaking of that, you guys have any plans this, this summer, this this fall, this year? Nobody's doing anything. No, we have <laughs> lots of plans. What's we going on? We decided to just both get married in the same year. Yeah. Wow. Do you have dates set? Yeah, mine's June 25th. Congrats. Mine's June October 10th. Octo- you said June? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's Coming real soon, Coming up fast, too. yeah. In October? Yes. And you guys have the places all picked out? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're actually doing ours out at my cousin's. They're, like, letting us use their land, so. We're doing ours at a golf course. I saw pictures of it. Arrowhead Golf Course. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Super cool. I never, no one ever knew of it before. It's kind of hidden a little bit. Yeah, super nice. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. All right, so is there anything that I just missed? Hey, I have a I funny mean, story for you. Okay. Going into Mother's Day. Do you know that one time... D oh, and Cherokee. No. forgot Mother's Day. <laughs> we woke up and I don't even have to finish. Mom was already Mom was already at church, obviously, because <laughs> this was back when like there was you know three services. We spent the almost the whole day on Sunday at church mm-hmm. every single Sunday, and she was there at like six a.m. And we all wake up and we're just going about our day, you know. Oof, I, and can feel, s- I can feel. <laughs> and pretty <laughs> soon we all, me and my dad, look at each other and we're like, hmm. <laughs> today is something <laughs> today is something, something it's special. the one day like she focuses her whole life on us and we're all just like mother's day what's that you know <laughs> yikes that they was bad we did, forgot they forgot mother's day till way late in the day which was funny and i had to tell them hey Ooh. do you guys know that today was mother's day and yeah it was not good but they do a great job now. We have this thing in our house. Um, I tell D, hey, it's not his responsibility to give me Mother's Day gifts. Like, I'm not his mom. Because we used to just kind of, like, put our name on the card. <laughs> like, happy Mother's Day. But now it's like, yeah. No, it's their job. Now what is it Dad actually is like, like, Chloe? I'm like, can you put my name in the card? <laughs> I'll demo you. I was going to no, say, I Chloe's like, her at I, least. Mm-hmm. She's like, I always get Mother's Day gifts. I'm like, no. sitting here like. Mm. <laughs> well, I sent you flowers on your birthday. You did. That's very nice yeah. of you, Chloe. Well, at least yeah. I at least I paid you. Carver, there are benefits <laughs> to adult kids. Yeah. Yeah, they like grow up, bring you coffee, send you flowers, Ooh. appreciate you. Yeah. Stay in it. Stay in it. <laughs> so it was it was funny last night um Caroline needed a favor from uh, my Amanda. Mm-hmm. And so I was like you need to call mom and ask her. And then just the way she like delivered, she's like, "Hey, I need you to do me a favor," and she just listed out all the things you need. <laughs> she got off the phone. I'm like, "Hey, can I just can I coach you through how you can say that so you get more of what you want uh-huh. in, a, in a kinder way?" <laughs> we're still we're still pouring into that. Uh, just that keep pouring sure. into it. Someday yeah. it'll all come around, and you'll be like, "Yeah, it was worth it." So some people will be listening to this, and there's still time left before Mother's Day. Anything that you just want to recommend people do for Mother's Day for their moms? Hmm. I mean, acknowledge that it's Mother's Day. Don't forget. <laughs> acknowledge it. Um, don't forget. And I, I don't know. I think what moms really want, I think you think they want all the things um, and they, they want to go off by themselves and do some relaxing things. Maybe some moms do. Yeah. 
I think for me, I just always wanted to be like, um, maybe noticed on that day, maybe just appreciated of like, Hey, this is what we love about you. And then just spending time with them and doing something fun at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's what most moms want. Mm. Um, that's what I would say probably. Right on. Well, ladies, thanks for, for taking the time out of your day to talk about your mom. Amanda, thanks for subjecting yourself to whatever stories your, your girls were, would tell. They were very easy kind. They were. They were easy. They could have told mommy. so many bad things. <laughs> I feel like what we need to do is after we stop, we need to keep the computer recording, and then you guys just tell a few more stories that maybe you didn't want to air in the podcast. We just need to have them. We need to have them on record. You just want them on record so That's you can right. use them later. In That's the right. middle of just a podcast, you can just she, be like, oh, this is what Amanda did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, guys, again, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Of course. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Jinx. Thanks for having me, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us on Rocky Unscripted. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can go to rocky.church slash this week. And no matter when you're listening, it'll always be up to date. We'd love to connect with you and love to serve you as much as we can. Please share the podcast rate us, review us. That helps us be seen by more and more people. Love you guys. And we'll catch you next time.